Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch the Show, hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. Week one of the NFL season is in the books. A lot of surprising performances, a lot of performances we expected, and then a lot of disappointment. Um, And if you're a Jets fan, you have to be feeling just really weird right now. I I don't really even know what that would be like. We're going to talk about all of it. We're going to recap what happened over the past weekend. We're going to make our picks for week two. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about movies at the end because we haven't talked about movies in a while. So we're going to do all that coming up. Stick around. Listen to us because we're delightful. Let's, let's just let's kick it off with Thursday night. Let's just do it. Let's pull the Band-Aid off. Chiefs-Lions, the opening game of this NFL season. And you did feel the absence of one of the Chiefs star players, although it wasn't the star player that we were really expecting to feel their absence because the defense actually played well. The offense was missing Travis Kelsey an abysmal performance from the wide receivers. Um, And then just one of those Andy Reid games that you have sometimes where you're like, dude, you need to learn how to be aggressive. Like, what are you doing, Andy? Um, And then when you are aggressive, it's going for head scratching fourth downs and then calling soft plays on third and short to get you to fourth down. It was just bad. David, after Thursday night, what would you say your outlook was for this Chiefs team? How, how do you feel like it was after watching that performance? Um, I remember being disappointed, but honestly, I felt... This is before Sunday, correct? Yeah. I, I felt okay. Like, I, I was obviously nervous and like, man, I hate just losing. But like, I understood that, you know, honestly, two of the top 10 players in the league were missing. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, Per the NFL top 100, Chris Jones was 10, Kelsey was what, five or six. So, two of the top 10 players in the league on your team missing that, that's a big deal. Um, part of me was nervous, but part of me wasn't worried. Yeah, you have that nervousness of like, okay, like we're obviously the Chiefs are looking for a receiver one with how many of these guys got snaps. Um, and how it kind of seemed like they just, no matter how good or bad a receiver did, they just hit the next guy. They, like everybody got some playing time, and it was it was obvious that they're trying to look for their guy. Because um, you think of like someone like Rasheed Rice, who had a couple good catches, and then the second half didn't get more than five snaps. Like you know, so just different stuff like that. But then you're like, okay, Andy Reid's the coach, one of the greatest offensive minds of all time. Like Patrick Mahomes is throwing to him. Like they're gonna figure it out. We'll be okay. This Lions team's good. Um, mm-hmm. They'll probably make the playoffs. They might win their mm-hmm. division. Um, they do have a top five offensive line in the league. Like just different stuff like that. Like Jared Goff, when he has time to throw, like he's a really good, he's a really accurate and a good pocket passer. Like I know we kind of give him crap um, here and there, but like it's not a bad Lions team at all. So of course I was frustrated, um, and I think even more frustrated at the loss, knowing that it was a game we could have won. Like it was just a self-inflicted loss, kind of. I mean the Lions played well. Um, but yeah, frustration, but knowing that we could, it was nothing that we couldn't overcome. It's kind of, kind of what I was thinking when I woke up Friday. Yeah. The final score, if you don't remember, was 21 to 20. Um, and it really, the difference was the fact that we had two fourth and twos 
um, deep in Lions territory and decided to kick field goals on both of those rather than going for it. Um, and a ridiculous pick six where Kadarius Tony literally had the ball hit him in the perfect spot where he should catch it in the hands. And instead of catching it, he just, it bounces right off his hands up directly into the waiting arms of Alliance defender who easily returns it for a touchdown. Yep. And so that, that really changed the game. And you're right. We could have easily won that. I, I was just, this is the first time where I think the narrative um, about the chiefs offense has been correct. I think last year it was overstated about how, um, the absence of Tyreek Hill is really going to limit this team and you don't know what they're going to do. This year, there are a lot of going in was the Chiefs don't have a true number one outside of Travis and that's that could be a problem for them. And it yeah. definitely was because not having Travis Kelsey, now if we have Travis Kelsey playing in the game, I believe we win by 10 points. I, I yeah. seriously do because a lot of those times where Mahomes had to throw to a receiver who dropped a pass or wasn't in the right spot would have been Travis waiting in the in the little pocket in the defense 13 mm-hmm. yards from the line of scrimmage where he always is. He'd catch it. He'd do that little weird half spin that he does that everybody that falls every for time. every time and then run for another eight yards. Yeah. And... Well, Go ahead. You might, you might, uh, you might say this soon here, uh, but the Lions don't usually play zone. They're a man team, and they switched because Kelsey wasn't playing. They're not playing a zone defense if Travis Kelsey's in the game. Like, no, no one plays. So like their whole no. defense is different, and uh, you know that whole game is completely different. But sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. there. No, yeah, and so I think that 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 was the real big problem, and I was feeling pretty bad about it just because. It was a game where we really struggled to score and move the ball at times, which has just never been the case for us. And a lot of it was literally miscues by receivers or just drop passes. Like Mahomes, bless him, but he was putting the ball right on the money to a lot of these guys. They were just not making a play that, I mean, I think every NFL wide receiver should make. I, I like yeah. the majority of them were just, you have to catch that ball. Like there's, yep. You just have to. And so that was that was really frustrating to see. Um, but I think on the bright side, our defense played really well against a Lions team that was top five in scoring, um, holding them to two touchdowns because the, they had a defensive touchdown in the game. So holding them to 14 points, I think is, I think is really good. But yes, yeah. we did miss Chris Jones a couple of times. And speaking of Chris Jones, we can just mention this now. He has signed a one-year deal with the Chiefs that will give him an opportunity to make the money back that he has lost, um, uh, make those incentives back on the back end that he's lost from missing the game checks. I think this makes his agents look like a bunch of buffoons, quite honestly. Um, Shout out to Chris, though, for recognizing that this wasn't going to go anywhere and wanting to play. I think probably watching them lose last week was just a real big motivation for him, I'd imagine. Of yeah. like, yeah, I can't just sit here and watch that happen. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens after this year, but he's at least locked in for this year. So that's good moving forward. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to get Travis back next game. Yeah. Um, so I felt pretty low on Thursday night, but then came Sunday. <laughs> and Sunday, almost everything, like if you're a Chiefs fan wanting um, the best case scenario on Sunday was all the good teams in the AFC losing. And that's pretty much what happened with the exception of the Miami Dolphins, and that's really because they were playing another good team in the AFC. So one of them had to lose that game. Yep. Uh, the Bengals got absolutely trounced by the Browns. David, 
do you think that this means the Bengals are not as good as we think they are? Or do you think the Browns just have their number? Um, I think the Browns, the, I watched, that was like the game I watched Sunday. The Browns honestly looked really good. Um, I, I think the Browns are actually gonna be pretty good, uh, despite a very stacked division. Um, that defense is legit. Um, I mean, Denzel Ward was on Jamar all day and I mean, it, 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 he was having a field day. He, he was locking him up. T Higgins had zero catches for zero yards. I'm not even sure he was guarding him like the, just miles Garrett. And like that defense just looks really, really good. Um, because honestly, the offense of the Browns didn't look great. You could tell Deshaun was still disoriented, still, um, you know, had a couple mistakes here and there. You can tell he's just still not the same player. Um, but it didn't matter because this defense, I mean, Joe Burrow statistically had one of the worst quarterback performances by, you know, a quarterback with as many starts as th- that he's had. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, 83 yards passing, no touchdowns. Yeah. 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 And a pick. Uh, uh, I don't know if he had a pick or not, but like, I'm not worried about the Bengals. Um, for some reason, the last like couple of years, they like to start like 0-2 and, and look awful. And then they're like, oh yeah, let's just start playing good football. Um, yeah. But I think it's a testament to the Browns if they stay locked in and you know don't overreact to a game. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns could steal a couple of divisional games and then they could find themselves, you never know, at 10 wins and close to second, maybe first. Mm-hmm. You know, you just never know how it falls. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, Miles Garrett is scary. That's the like him doing the like crossover dribble thing up to the line and then immediately just beating the center instantly and getting right to Burrow. I think the Bengals' offensive line is a problem for them. Yeah. It has been since Joe has been there. So this isn't like anything new for Bengals fans. And I, I don't really. Like, I think that the Browns have their number, and I think the Browns played well, but I think this was a fluke game for the Bengals. Last year, they started off against the um, Steelers, and I think Joe threw interceptions on three straight drives. Like, they just don't show up week one. I don't really know why. I know that they have a thing where they don't really play their starters in the preseason that much, and some people are saying maybe that's the reason. Um, But... I think that they're still going to be good, but they had an opportunity to take advantage. Like the Chiefs lost. They're like, we can start out 1-0. We can start out being the contenders in the AFC. And they lose to a division opponent. The Bills did the exact same thing on Monday night. And let's just talk about this Monday night game now. Bills, Jets, uh, Aaron goes down literally the first three snaps of the game. Tears his Achilles, which we didn't know in the moment what happened, but I... Like the no contact way he got hurt, I was like, this is serious. This is mm-hmm. not just like an, they were saying it was an ankle, and I just didn't believe that. I think they were just saying that because they didn't have any information. Yeah. Um, and then now watching the replay, you can see the same, like his calf ripples, which is what happens yeah, every time he always just rough, man. That's... I, I will never forget Chris Connolly doing that, yeah. um, on that. On that onside that he caught, that it looked like he was going to just take for a touchdown, and he's planted and his calf just. Rippled, you could see his like Achilles tendon roll up. It was yeah, that's rough, terrible. And so Rogers is out, and you're thinking, that, oh god, this is the nightmare scenario for the Jets. And in many ways, it still is. They won that game, but they're apparently exploring options um, as wide as former Chiefs backup quarterbacks to to go Chad ahead and, and, and fill a vacant spot um, to try and get some veteran leadership in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the quarterback room, I should say. So that's interesting. But then the Bills just 
the Jets' defense is good. Like I, yeah. the Bills did not play well. Josh Allen, in particular, is a turnover machine. He's always been a turnover machine. He, uh, this is nothing new for him. But that, that the especially the front seven for the Jets, they're ridiculous. They were getting pressure on every play, and yep. they were just wreaking havoc. The Bills should have won that game by three touchdowns. Whenever Zach Wilson was going to be the quarterback for the rest of the game, mm-hmm. and it ended up going into overtime, and then. One of the greatest endings to a Monday Night Football Cinema. game I think I've ever seen. It was oh so, my goodness, so beautiful. David, Rookie. is this what do you, what do you think this means? Because these two teams were the favorites by many people in that division, and the Bills played terribly, and the Jets are not going to have their All Pro starting quarterback this season. So what what does this mean? The Dolphins are now just the instant favorites to win that division. Well, honestly, just a quick answer on the Jets. I mean. Um, this is not a trash talking to Zach Wilson, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. They're they're not going to make the playoffs uh, without Aaron Rodgers, and unless they, you know, maybe they can pick up a Carson Wentz or trade for a Wint- Jameis Winston. I don't know. That can maybe propel your offense enough, but it's. I just don't think that happens. So I think the Jets, unfortunately, as good as your defense is, um, I think that's a seven eight win team. Um, Bills, I think they'll still be good. Um, of course, you, we talked about this before the season. I, you saw me. I picked the Dolphins to win this division. Um, but I mean, if it's similar to the Bengals, similar to the Chiefs, I, I mean, you know Josh Allen. He'll probably throw 350 yards and four touchdowns next week. Like, he's just so up and down, bounce back. But, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a real problem. Like, the, Josh Allen, since the 2022 season, including playoffs, he has – or let's see, since 2022, including the playoffs, he has 20 interceptions, 18 fumbles. That's 38 total. And that leads the league. Justin Fields mm-hmm. is next with 29 total. Matt Ryan uh, with 28. And um, even back to since 2018, he has 90 turnovers and 85 starts, which is number one. And uh, it, it's a real problem. Um, I think Dak does this last year and people are like, see, Dak isn't the guy for the job. Dak's got problems Dak this Dak that I mean Allen does the same thing and I feel like people are like well with the spectacular plays he makes I'm willing I'm okay if he throws a couple picks but like at what point does that outweigh the spectacular plays you know what I mean and like it it he said it but it lost the game like even you can see Sean McDermott looking at him like be smart he points at his temple and you can read his lips be smart you know you're up just manage the clock manage the clock and then that drive Allen throws a deep ball into double coverage and it's picked off in the end zone. It's just like stuff that's not needed. He had three picks and a fumble in this game. And uh, he had two fumbles technically on the same play. The second one was recovered by the Jets. And I think it's a real problem. And I think it's clear that he misses Brian Dayball because uh, since he left for the Giants um, head coaching job, Allen's been on a decline. And, and so I don't think it's make or break. I think they could still win their division. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs, but uh, I would be concerned if I'm a Bills fan because it's just like, you know, when mm-hmm. does this stop? Because this clearly mm-hmm. hasn't. And then on top of that, you have Stephon Diggs, all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And you see him hop, you know, pumping up Josh Allen on the sideline. But we all know in the back of Josh Allen's mind, he had last year's debacle and Diggs holding out because he didn't get enough touches. And so, you know, there's that aspect of, okay, I got to get Stephon the ball. Well, there's double coverage right there there's another intercept you know what i mean so there's just i think there's a lot of cause for concern 
and I, I don't know. I don't know how Josh will recover. I don't know how the Bills team will recover. But in a tough division and in a tough conference, there's not a whole lot of room for error. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and look, it's it's not just picks either. Like quarterbacks throw picks. Guy like Josh Allen is going to throw interceptions. He does not hold on to the football, and he runs a lot. He is terrible at holding on to the football. And I think you just have to reframe like the way that you think about some players. And I think you're right that Dak Point is good. I keep thinking about a guy like Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. And J- Josh Allen is obviously a better passer than Daniel Jones. And he has had more success in the league than Daniel Jones. But one thing we rag on Daniel Jones for constantly is his turnovers and Daniel Jones struggles to hold on to the ball he fumbles the ball a lot that's like one of the biggest complaints about him and Josh Allen does the same thing Mm -hmm. and Josh Allen does it in big games Josh Allen had a terrible performance terrible performance in their playoff game last year they got smoked the game wasn't close. Yep. They got embarrassed. And I I it's just it's crazy how how bad he is at holding on to the football. And two of the like two of the picks were just like I just don't even know what he was doing. Like he just overthrew his receiver by eight yards and threw a pick on a deep ball twice. And he's supposed to have an accurate deep ball. I and uh, yeah, the, look, there's some animosity definitely here from both of us because we're both people who are huge fans of Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he's our quarterback, and we have to listen. And we have for the last five years had to listen to the conversation of Allen or Mahomes, which one would you rather have? And like 35% of people, 40% of people are saying Josh Allen. You're crazy. You are absolutely insane if you think Josh Allen's better than Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how to prove it to you other than all of the stats ever. And you can't even say to me the last couple of years, well, Pat has a more stacked roster than Josh. No, he doesn't. Josh Allen has the, what, number two, number three receiver in the league and has. Gabe Davis is arguably. Consistently a 15 defense that Mahomes has never had. And he has the, what, the best number two wide receiver in the league outside of T. Higgins, probably. So, like, I don't know why Allen gets these excuses, and I think it's maybe because Buffalo is a lovable franchise because they haven't won a lot. They're like Josh Allen; it's a gritty team. They play in the cold. Um, you know that that's all fine and dandy. And yes, there are people who fall over themselves praising Mahomes too much. Sometimes even Chris Collinsworth pisses me off because he like anytime Mahomes makes a mistake, he'll be like, "Oh my but gosh, he, he did that on purpose." Yeah, you could see there, Mike, that he's actually. Avoided throwing a pick by throwing it at the guy's feet. That's what he was really doing. But Allen is not. I just don't. I think. I think for me right now, quarterback rankings. It's Mahomes, big gap, Burrow, decent gap, Allen. Like I, I would take Joe Burrow over Josh Allen pretty much every day. Would you week. take Jalen over Josh Allen right now? At this point, at this point, based on based on the last season, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm more confident in Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I just am. And I know what it's like to play Josh Allen. And Josh Allen can still scare you. He scares you with his legs. There's sometimes where you feel like every time it's a third and nine, Josh Allen's just going to find a way to either get Stephon Diggs the ball or just run for it with his legs. He -hmm. can still scare you. Yeah. But the dude loses them football games a lot. He lost them a playoff game and he lost them that Monday night game that they easily should have won. 
Yeah. Because a backup quarterback, one of the most maligned quarterbacks in the league last season was the one playing on the other side of the football and was not really generating anything. I mean, Garrett Wilson had to make one of the all-time catches in order to get a touchdown. Catch of the year. That's week one, too. That's easily catch of the year. I mean, that was some of the most egregious DPI I've ever seen in my entire life, too. Um, But he still got away with the ball. But that was not a good throw by Zach Wilson. That was just he happened to be there. And they needed a punt return to win. But the fact that Josh, they did nothing. He wasn't accurate all night either. It's not like he just turned the ball over. He was not accurate. No. At all. Nope. And that's just, that's not good. Something else that he did... Monday, which he's pointed to and says that he needs to do less of, is like run the ball unnecessarily. And like everyone's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, you've seen besides Michael Vick and, you know, Lamar. maybe that's well, but I'm going, the point I'm making is like eventually the running quarterback gets hurt and that potentially ends their career. And like mm-hmm. RG3 ran, he's, he's, you know, that hurt him. Lamar's been running a lot and we just saw a season injury injury last year. Hopefully that does not continue. Um, we've, they brought in the OC and it looks like that might change a little bit, but like Josh, I know you're a big guy, but it takes one wrong hit, you know? And last Monday night he was hurdling guys like on in the second quarter on like first and 10 Uh, towards the end of the game. He got sandwiched so hard between two backers. It's like, dude, you are not helping yourself. You could have ran out of bounds easily slid and he just like leans into this contact it's like dude and he doesn't collarbone away from and he doesn't protect the football either when he does that he does not protect the football when he runs and that's one of the biggest problems with him and yeah he's got the natural talent to get away with some of this stuff that i think the brett Favre comparisons are pretty apt um yeah in terms of arm talent and everything i think he's much i think he's more athletic than brett um also not a huge piece of crap off the field which is nice Yeah, he seems like a better person <laughs> definitely definitely he's a better person than brett Favre, which is a low bar but it's one josh Allen clears with ease i i just i i think he's falling into the same trap over and over and how many times are we going to hear yeah i can't do that yeah i got to do better yeah i can't do that anymore and and then he well, does he doesn't like. seem to learn you know what that sounds like though he feels like he has to do everything for this team. Like, which it, the way they run the offense, it's up to Josh Allen. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, absolutely. It, the way he takes those interviews is, I have to be better. I lost the game. That was like, dude, I think like he feels this entire weight of this team and he has to be the one to do everything. And that's just, you can't do that. Like, it, it's a team game, but in, the, in this sport, no one person can, can win a game and you see them start to force balls or make errors because he feels like he has to make every single play. And that's just... Not a good mindset for your start. It's not sustainable. It's really not sustainable. And that's not um, his fault necessarily, you know. No, that is the way that they're set up because he's he was their leading rusher and also the, obviously leading passer. And they don't have a run game. They still didn't have a run game to speak of yeah. in that game. Um, and I don't know. The Chiefs have also struggled with having a run game, but I feel like they've still had much more success than the the Bills have. Yeah, I don't understand why. Yards as a rookie last year, you know. And and it's they don't have a bad O line. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if they just yeah. want to use Josh because, but you got to take some of that burden off of him. I think you have to just distribute the carries to other people. I yeah. you really do, yeah. um, because he's just trying to do too much. And a lot of the times he does turn the ball over because he is trying to do too much, and that's why the turnovers happen. Because he's not. He, I mean, he's not the most accurate passer, but he's a pretty accurate passer. He is yeah. good in the pocket, but he's trying to go for a home run all the time. 
two of the interceptions were on deep balls where he was trying to hit a home run and he didn't yeah. need to. Um, so yeah, the last game I want to really talk about, um, before we dive into, to picking for this next week, I, I, we got, here. we got to talk about chargers dolphins. I think we have yeah. to, I, because you could say giants Cowboys, but what did we learn other than the oh, surprise? Daniel Jones isn't very good. Dolphins Cowboys early candidate for game of the year, obviously, um, to a 466 yards and three touchdowns. Tyreek, I picked him for Offensive Player of the Year. Um, uh, it's, that pick is looking real good right now because um, it's pretty much who's the best guy who's not a quarterback. And right now that looks like Tyreek Hill. Uh, w- went off. Um, and the Chargers, credit to him, hung with the, the just a scoring onslaught and had a yeah. chance to win the game at the end. Yeah. Um, and would have won the game had it not been for J.C. Jackson committing one of the dumbest defensive pass interferences I've ever seen in my life uh, with no chance of a guy scoring and the ball, not even close to him. He just tackled a wide receiver. I, I don't, I, I just, I truly don't understand. And that lost them the game because it put the dolphins in field goal range right at the end of half. And they kicked a field goal. This dolphins team looks legit. I don't know about their defense. Their offense is scary. Their offense is very scary. They are the fastest team in the league. I don't think that's even close I don't know who, how people are going to cover them. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, yeah, I, I, as I said, I picked them to win division. I honestly thought about putting them in the AFC Championship. In the last second, I was like, nah, I can't pick against Joe. But like I, we were talking about this, like if Tua stays healthy, like who's stopping this offense? You know what I mean? And um, the defense is a, you know, a cause for concern because. Now, if you're telling me it's going to be a, a shootout between Mahomes and Tua, well, that I like the chances. Even maybe Josh Allen, like, so the defense guys has to button it up. But man, like this second quarter, the second half, it was Chargers touchdown, Dolphins pick, Chargers punt. But then Dolphins touchdown, Chargers touchdown, Dolphins field goal, Chargers field goal, Dolphins touchdown, and then Chargers turnover on downs under a minute left in the game. Like it was just back and forth, and. uh Man, dude, I I love the tweets, but I hate them. It's like, man, Chiefs could really use a guy like Tyree Kill on their team. And it's just like kind of funny because he was on their team, but it mm-hmm. also just hurts a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I I still think they made the me, right move. We won a Super I, Bowl. I, yeah, I, I did. can't hate it. We I, Both sides I, won. Yeah. But part of me is like, man, he he's looking more and more valuable the farther away from the Chiefs he gets. It's like just... It, it, I think he's. I think he's going to go down as a top five receiver of all time. Just pure talent. Like no one's. Maybe Randy Moss is, is, is jump ball ability, but has anybody been able to? Have we seen this freak athlete in an NFL player before? I mean, yeah, yes. Bo Jackson obviously comes to mind. I think people forget how insanely athletic Deion Sanders is, Terrell Owens. But yeah, Tyreek is up there. I mean, he's the the, the fastest guy to ever put on pads. Like I don't. Mm. I don't know if there has been, there have been people that have technically run faster 40 times, but I'm still convinced that Tyreek is actually faster in pads than he is without mm, pads on. And which is crazy. I, I, it's crazy that all this comes from a guy who still doesn't know how to catch like a receiver. Like he still just brings the ball to his body. He's a running back by trade and he 
just learn how to become a receiver. And yeah, mm-hmm. he's he it's crazy. And I think he's also shining in a role because he is the number one guy. Because in Kansas City, of course, he was the number one wide receiver, but he wasn't necessarily the number one option because Travis yeah. Kelsey was here. And yeah. so I, I I would still rather have Travis Kelsey than Tyree Kill. I think that that just helps your team out more. I think he's more dangerous. Um, but Tyreek is 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 ridiculous. Yeah. Um, his speed, his his route running is really good. And when he's he's great running the deep ball, he's he's got decent hands. I mean, his hands aren't fantastic. He's no Justin Jefferson or DeAndre Hopkins in that department. Yeah. But once he gets the ball in space, like it's so hard. The the only way to get Tyreek is to threat like really, really bear down on him because he doesn't want to get hit. Now he's he's done a little bit better about that the last season, but Tyreek really doesn't like to get hit, which is smart by him. It's why he's been able to stay pretty injury free during his entire career. So yeah. that's like the one area that he doesn't really like. He de- but no receivers really want to get hit and want, crave contact anyway. That's not the thing receivers do. So yeah, I I there's sometimes where I'm like, man, it'd be so nice if we still had Tyreek on this Chiefs team. But again, we won a Super Bowl. The Dolphins yeah. got much better as a result of Tyreek. I think everybody won that trade. Yeah. Um, we'll just see what it's like in Germany. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good game. It it really was a good weekend. We don't have to talk about any other games in depth, but Bucks upset the Vikings. Baker looks good. Interesting. The Niners just whooped the Steelers there. I think Niners Steelers solidified. did not look good at all. No, they didn't. Uh, that proves preseason does not matter, no matter how good you look. Um, Packers, Jordan Love looks really stinking good. Um, I know it's the Bears, but that's impressive. Like, we were worried mm-hmm. about him, and they mm-hmm. kind of let loose. Sean Payton loses his opening uh, game. Yeah, man, it was a good week. Uh, Seahawks kind of got killed there that's not a game again not what we're expecting the only thing i remember from that game or know from that game is uh geno smith being mic'd up and him yelling omg verbally as aaron donald came running at him and then he just threw the ball away and it's like yep. i've never related more to a player yeah like i feel like that's that would be our reaction right there you know yeah so yeah it was a good week a lot of just interesting games i don't think that we were expecting and man that's mm-hmm. that's week mm-hmm. one for you though before we move on real quick, I would just like to say um, I feel vindicated. I would like everybody to know that I will be accepting your um, just apologies now. The Bears are not good, and thank uh, you. Um, they're bad, and they're overrated, and anybody that was like sleeper team in the NFC and also Justin Fields, possible MVP candidate. I know it's only week one, and we overreact, and I'm sure we've had some major overreactions on this podcast that are going to look dumb in a few weeks. That team is not good. Um, it's a lot play calling, but it's also Justin Fields did not play well. That was abysmal. They got absolutely drummed by the Packers. That game was never in doubt. Um, and that team sucks. And I yeah. said that, and a lot of people were saying the opposite, and I feel good about that. Yeah. So, And speaking of things we feel good about, David and I both 3-1 and one after week one on our picks. I'm each only missing one game. I did pick the Steelers to upset the 49ers because uh, at the time... At the time, back. Nick Bosa had not signed. Okay, mm-hmm. so they were going to be Nick Bosa-less. Um, and I would like that to be known, even though that still doesn't account for like the 27 points or whatever that they lost by. But anyway. And I uh, trusted Sean Payton in his opening debut. And yep. I should have when he onsided for the opening kickoff that it just wasn't going to go well. There is a TikTok account that I saw that is doing um, 
updates uh, every day on has Russell Wilson thrown more touchdown passes this season than bathrooms he has in his house. Um, and guys, we're a long way from that being true. <laughs> just, just tell you that right now. Uh, all right, David. Picks for week two. Let's let's go with your your favorite. Um, what, what favorite are you taking to win outright this week? This one's kind of cheap, but if I wouldn't have picked it, you would have. Uh, I'm picking the Cowboys at home to beat the Jets. <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers, I think the Cowboys win. That defense is scary, scary good. Parsons pending something horrible happening is probably going to win defensive player of the year. Um, Diggs and Stephon Gilmore look good on either side. Like This defense is very good. And uh, now, especially with Zach Wilson at quarterback one, I think yeah, I think the Cowboys take care of business. So that is my favorite pick. They're favored by eight and a half. Um, okay. And it's their open, you know, it's their first home game. So give me the boys. Yeah, I, I like that. And you're right. If you didn't pick that, I was going to pick it. Um, I'm going to go with the just a kind of obvious one here. Chargers over Titans. Um, I think the Titans had a chance to, to win their week one matchup against the Saints. And and didn't, but the Chargers are just much better. I think they're just they're just much better. Ryan Tannehill looked like a bottom five quarterback in the league. Uh, there's not much hope of I think if you're a Titans fan, other than Vrabel's a really good coach, um, and they they still were in that game at the end. But I think the Chargers just overwhelm them with offensive force, um, and I think they they just get back right this week and get a win. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go with the Chargers. Uh, David, what underdog you have upsetting? For some reason this week I was this was tough for me to pick. Maybe just because week one was so weird that I just like don't know who to believe. Um I think I'm gonna lean in with what I wrote down. Um I'm gonna choose the Commanders over the Broncos. Uh they're playing at mile high. Broncos are favored by three and a half. I'm not confident in this pick because the Commanders beat the Cardinals by four. Um but honestly, like looking at some of these other games. I, I don't know. I don't know how to pick, and it's the underdog pick for a reason. So, hey, I tr- trust Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell uh, mm-hmm. to take care of business. Mm-hmm. So, there it is. Yeah, the Commanders um, looked... Mm, <laughs> they did not look as good as you would have liked them to have looked against the um, abysmal Arizona Cardinals, who have one of the worst rosters in the league, but they mm-hmm. still ended up winning. Um, and it was... It wasn't very comfortable, but it was semi-comfortable by the end of the game. I don't know about Sam Howell, but that yeah. that is that's just going to be interesting to to see. I won't lie to you; the underdog picks this week seemed terrible. Like that, mm-hmm. there's just not a game I really want to take. Um, so I'm going to do something dumb here, and I think the Bengals drop another one, and I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, I thought about that. I I. First of all, the Bengals have started off slow. I did like the Ravens' pass rush um, against the Titans, although the Titans weren't great. But Stroud would, did not have much time um, to throw the ball. And I think that the Ravens were shaky. It seemed like they hadn't played together as a team for a while. And that's what took them a little bit to get going in that Texans game. But once they did and Lamar started getting more comfortable, they were firing on all cylinders. I think that that happens again. They get up for this game, I think, um, the Bengals 
are lacking a lot of confidence right now, especially they may come out angry and I could be wrong. And Joe just throws for five touchdowns, but I just, I think the Ravens can do it. So I'm, I'm going to pick them this week. Nathan, do you remember the last time these two teams played? Um, I don't, I won't lie to you. Ravens were winning the whole game. You'll remember it as, as soon as they start talking about it, they're driving the goal line to seal it. Lamar jumps or not. Yep. Lamar j- jumps the pile, fumbles it. Hendrickson takes it 99 yards back in, yep. in the jungle. And the Bengals end up winning heartbreaker because the Ravens yep. should have won that game. And, uh, Hunley, right? Huntley. Yeah. Hunt- Pro Bowl Huntley. quarter, Pro Bowl quarterback, Tyler Huntley, by the way, heartbreaker, absolute heartbreaker. I think, you know, I, I think the Ravens will have that on their minds. And I mean, it's not a bad pick. Entered two really, really good teams in a division game. Um, these are tough. These two teams, because you just never know when they play. Like, you just really don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Why did Bengals start off with two straight division games this year? That's so weird. I don't know. Well, That's I mean, think strange. about it. Like, I feel the like Rams, they backload the, the Chiefs. Yeah, and the Rams, the Rams are Seahawks, as well. Niners. I don't under, I don't understand this. It just seems and the Colts are too. The Colts are doing it as well. They played the Jags and they're playing the Texans this week. I don't get that. I Panthers I played know. the Falcons and now they're playing the Saints. So it's it's like a couple teams. It's weird that that happens. Browns, same thing. So I don't know. Actually, I don't have that answer. Oh, okay. I thought they'd try to avoid that. But anyway. Um yeah, that's what I'm going with. David, we got two wild card picks. What's your first one? My first, I'm riding the Finns. Uh, Sunday night football, they're playing the Patriots uh, at Foxborough. Dolphins are favored by two and a half um, as the away team, and I'm going to ride that. I know the Patriots' defense is good, but if you hold the Dolphins to 24 points, I don't know if the Patriots can score that. So give me the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I, I don't see the Pat. I mean, the Pats were – the Eagles did this. The Eagles tried to give up that game, um, yeah. but they, I don't think the Pats had the talent, and I definitely don't think Mac Jones has the talent to keep up with the Dolphins' offense. Yeah, uh, Wild card pick for me, my first one. I think the Bills have a get-right game against the Raiders. Raiders, there's a yeah. decent win um, against the Broncos, uh, but it's the Bills, um, and it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't really see a scenario in which the Raiders um, can come out on top here. I think that the Bills, the, if the Bills lose to the Raiders, then I oh think goodness. it's you can seriously be like this Bills season is in jeopardy. Uh, that but speaks more probably to the Bills than it would the Raiders being good, correct, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be from the Bills shooting themselves in the foot again, and then you'd, you'd have to almost ask, like, that would be wild. Is this just going to be the norm? Is this what the Bills are going to do every game? And then that's a team you can't trust in the playoffs. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go with the Bills. I think they're just they're they're better than the Raiders. My brain says Bills Raiders in the last five years take the Bills every time. So that's well, and the I'm Raiders. Saying. I mean, outside of Max Crosby, really, the Raiders defense is not good, uh, which still just no. blows me away that the Broncos scored 16 points on them. Yep, that's wild. Yep, wild. All right, David, last pick. Uh, I wasn't. I, I mean, we're we're gonna do it eventually, just because it's our team. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'll pick the Chiefs over the Jags. Chiefs on the road week two. Uh, Jags won last week over the Colts, 31-21. Um, speaking of which, Anthony Richardson looks actually pretty good. Um, but Casey's favored by three on the road here. It's a noon game. Um, I think Chiefs get back. It's a get-right game. Chris Jones is back. Kelsey's most likely back. Um, 
I like this team after a loss. Uh, I think it refocused. Something that told me everything I needed to know for this first game. I know we already talked about this, but I, I heard this in the pot in a podcast I listened to. Chiefs did not go out for their banner reveal. They refused to go out uh, to watch the tarp drop that you know revealed their third Super Bowl win. Whereas the Lions went out and watched it, you know. And to me, that just was very telling and made it kind of explained why we saw the game we got. Like the Lions were like, this game means everything. Like we're watching this and we want that. We want that. This, you know, and they played mm-hmm. like it. And the Chiefs were like, this game doesn't matter. Banner drop doesn't matter. New season. And it's like, guys, this is why you play the game. Yeah. Like you got to celebrate can, the win. Everybody, yeah, all NBA teams are get a ring ceremony before their first, the opening night. Like you got to celebrate the win. And they gave you the opening night slot. Like you don't have to be cocky. You can still enjoy it. Like, but this is why you play the game is to win to win rings. Like enjoy it. Like be a little loose. And I think it backfired because like that. Remember that twenty twenty year where they're like run it back. We're winning back to back. Like we won this year. We're good. We're going to win it again. And for some reason, it's almost like they overcompensated because this year they're like too far of like. I don't even remember what happened last year. Like I, I yeah, had someone like put a last year doesn't in my matter. It's a new and, season. Yeah, someone put a needle in my eye, and now I just don't remember anything because I, I refuse to. You know, it's just like, what's that what procedure that called? Needle in my eye. Where, you mean a lobotomy? Are you trying yeah. to? Are you trying to say a lobotomy? That's not needle in the eye, but don't they like? It's an ice pick. Ice pick. Yeah. Well, it's just a big needle, technically. I mean, come on. It's okay. It's David, a really just, big needle. Please move. <laughs> We're not qualified to talk but, about this. Whatever it is, please move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Oh, it's too late. Um, but yeah, Chiefs over Jags, get right, get back game. I think this will be a really good game. Calvin Ridley's legit. Um, and yeah, we beat last time we played, we beat the Jags in the playoffs. I think they're going to be pretty fired up from that. But mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a good game. But I like the I like my Chiefs in that. So mm-hmm. the the Jags played way too close against the Colts. Um, and you so think that, that defense has some issues? Yeah, it definitely has some issues. Um, so I I don't know, and I think Mahomes is going to be fired up and ready to go. So yeah. yeah, I like that pick. I'm picking Lions over Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are Come bad. On. I said this as well. I think Geno Smith comes back down to earth. I think he's on Earth right now. Um, he might even go down to the Earth's core later this season. <laughs> I think he's just going to keep doing that. Uh, Lions are legit. I think they're serious. They hung hung tough and the defending Super Bowl champs house in one of the toughest places to play in the NFL on a Thursday night. And we're able to win. And it wasn't pretty, but they were able to do it. Um, and I think they can do the same thing here. I I did not like what the Seahawks defense did against the Rams. And I think that the Lions have just as uh, good a quarterback at this stage. I think Jared Goff and Matt Stafford may be on the same level now. Not all time. I think Matt Stafford's much better all time. Um, but Amon Ross St. Brown is a dude. And I don't think the Seahawks have a plan to cover him. So. Yeah. I I'm going to go ahead and take the Lions. You probably by double digits, honestly. Um, I don't think this game's close. It was a close game last year when these two teams met. I don't think it's close this year. Yeah, man, they look good. Um, only thing I could see is a letdown, but I don't know. I just don't see that with a Dan Campbell team. Like he feels like he. I feels like he. You know, and the things that he you know make makes mistakes. Like that's one of the areas he doesn't. I feel like is he does a very good job of focusing the team. Uh, and getting them passionate for the game they're about to play. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that was that was our NFL conversation. Uh, week two, exciting. Chiefs play a noon game. Incredibly rare Wild. this season. One of only yeah. like two, I think. 
that the Chiefs play. They either play 325 or primetime games. Kind of crazy. Also, RIP, uh, there's now, what, seven or six Jets primetime games left, I think, or five or six. Yeah, dude, they, um, they and Aaron Rodgers will not be playing quarterback. Well, some of them they can flex out, but some of them they can't. So they we're going to have to see, like, Jets in prime time at least until like week thirteen, week fourteen. So we'll never um, see a Mahomes Rogers. No, because I I don't think Rogers comes back next season. Um, I if I was you know his age making all the money that he's already made, I wouldn't try to come. It's back a lot of work, Achilles dude. Injury. Achilles is a lot. To Achilles come injury back. is just really tough too. That's that's just really really difficult. One probably still, I would say the most difficult injury in sports to come back from. I think that the ACL tear with all the medical advancements and stuff has gotten a little easier. I think Achilles is still like the one where you're out for it does it's a year. It doesn't matter what you do. It's at yeah. least a year. So Yeah. Yeah, uh week two's coming up though. Um so that that's exciting. But something that David and I are also doing, because we're still we're still just those guys. We're watching movies. We're watching a lot of movies still. Um, even though football season is upon us. David we haven't talked about movies in a while. What is the best thing that you saw for the first time? I mean, it could be in the last week or even just since the last time we really talked about what movies we've seen. Yeah, it's for me. I might have to reach back past a week. I've not watched as many movies uh, since football started. I've watched nine. I've logged nine. Seven of them have actually been movies in September. Um, so I've slowed down a little bit. Um just with stuff work and then obviously football taking like six of the seven nights. Not really, but it's a lot of football and a lot of nights. So, mm-hmm. um, first watch, um, honestly, my first like six films of the month were kind of cracked. Uh, I'm, I'm picking Chinatown. We're going to go with Chinatown. 1974. Um, starring David, Jack Nicholson. Quick question before you start with Chinatown. Um, would you like to just say on the podcast that you disavow Roman Polanski right now? Can you go ahead and say that for me, please? Yeah, I didn't know until I read the I, I read the reviews. I'm like, wow, man, with how much hate this guy's getting, he had to have done something. And I Googled it and it was the and, first he thing. and he did. Yeah, it was and he did. And it was very thing. awful. I would like to also disavow Roman Polanski despite the fact that Chinatown is a great movie. But yeah. just anyway, continue. look it up. If you're curious, if you're curious, just look it up. I'm sure most people know, um, but yeah. Yeah. 1974, directed by uh, Roman. Uh, Chinatown, starring Jack Nicholson. Um, Faye Dunaway. I don't know. You know, it's, honestly, you might recognize the, the faces. I don't know if you'd recognize these these names. It's, Faye Dunaway, for us, not very famous, but for yeah. anybody older than us, Faye Dunaway was one of the biggest stars of her generation. So, yeah. But really... Um, it's a really good movie. I, you know, I, I saw like, oh, Jack Nicholson detective, and I mean, it's it's fifty something years old, so I'm gonna spoil it a little bit, and I just don't necessarily feel bad about it because it is pretty old. Like you would expect it to end happily, you know what I mean? And it kind of when it ends the way it does, you're like, well, that was, you know, that kind of you walk away with like, well, sometimes just life sucks, you know, um, and so a little bit of a downer, um, but. Dude, I, this was my review of like, does anybody else watch a Jack Nicholson movie and then have the urge to just rewatch every Jack Nicholson movie because mm-hmm. he's captivating um, in, in every role. He's just very good at what he does. And uh, no, it was really, really good. Kind of one of these classics, like these 70s, 80s, like insanely high rated, won a bunch of Oscars that 
people don't hear about. I feel like there's like a little group of these movies and uh, Chinatown's one that's been on my list, but it's not been a priority because I hadn't heard about it much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like, I don't know what led me to watch it, but I was like, you know, I'm going to watch Chinatown and I'm glad I did. It was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Polanski of it all, I think he's kind of maybe diminished the movie and the culture's consciousness just because it's hard to talk about his movies without feeling a little grossed out. Um, and there's some stuff that hasn't aged well, particularly the Nicholas or Nicholson hitting uh, Faye Dunaway um, right. at the end of the movie. But yeah, it's I one of the most effective noir films. Um, my dad actually bought it for me on Blu-ray for Christmas because it was one of my grandmother's favorite oh, films. That's right. Um, and she really loved it. And I I had already seen it before then, but I I'm gonna watch it again. Um, now that I know that I think probably would have a new appreciation for it anyway, but yeah, Chinatown, fantastic. Um, just a really good, like guy driving around LA trying to solve a mystery film. Um, also I know I remember, yes, it is very long. I do remember my letterbox review for this because it was one of the first movies I saw when I had letterbox and it just said, I respect a man who just goes straight for the groin every fight. Um, and that's what Jack Nicholson does in this movie. He just, he's just trying to hit guys in the nuts. Yep. Um, which you, you gotta you gotta admire that. So, um, in September, the best movie I've seen in its entirety, which I've already seen part of this movie, but I logged it as though I'd seen it for the first time. Uh, the Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm. I instantly, I think maybe the best, like shot up the rankings for me, and is the best horror movie of all time for me. Great practical effects, um, just a perfect premise, like. And it, it wastes, it doesn't really waste any time. Like the, the thing just starts and you're like, okay, so this thing crash landed on earth. Um, and Nick clearly killed these people and now it's moving on. Um, yeah. terrifying, but also like an incredibly, I just, I think easy movie to watch despite it's like horrific nature. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell, just with the greatest beard of all time in this film, Kurt Russell, amazing facial hair actor. Just yeah. the mustache from Tombstone, the the beard in this. Um, uh, just shout out to Kurt for that. Um, but the, the actual, I think, maybe first official watch that I've seen, and this was in the last week, was Bottoms, which is the new um, Emma Seligman comedy about a lesbian fight club um, in a high school. And it is just one of the funniest things ever. Um, I, I said that it was the best comedy since book smart. I truly believe that people that know my film uh, taste. Have you seen daddy's home too? Um, I have not actually <laughs> probably, kidding. probably not a viewer of daddy's home too. Um, I love book smart. I book smart is one of my favorite films of all time. And this really recaptured that magic for me. Uh, it's like perfect. Like it's got great Gen Z humor, um, I think Rachel Sanand is one of the most talented comedic actresses I've ever seen. Um, she's was great in this. She was great in Shiva Baby, and she was also great in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, and Io, um, who is coming off of The Bear, which is one of the smash hits of television in the past five years, um, was also fantastic. They had a lot of chemistry. I saw behind the scenes stuff. They were actually just riffing with each other a lot, and a lot of like the long hilarious diatribes and monologues in this movie um, just came up from them on the fly. This is like a throwback to like a, um, obviously a, a, I think 
this is going to sound really stupid, but I don't know another way to put this like more politically progressive high school comedy um, that like mm. takes lessons from super bad and stuff. But it's also like a throwback to violent comedies, like movies like the other guys and stuff that just throw like shock violence as you, as a way to make you laugh, um, which many times in this movie it works. There's one character who like builds bombs in this, like unironically just builds bombs oh. and like blows things up. Um, and that, that is just played for laughs. I think it's genius. Um, I was in a theater that was like half full or something when I saw it last Thursday and it was laughing nonstop for the entire hour and a half runtime. It flew by, uh, great music choices. Great. I, I just really enjoyed this. It's super excited for what Sagman does next. Um, and I hope she continues to partial partner with Rachel because they just really make good movies. Um, yeah. so David, I would highly recommend seeing this i know it's probably not really even available um Mm -hmm. i had to wait this movie technically was released wide on the 25th but it did not show up in amc in kansas city until this past week which is why i watched it then um but i i i think this is going to be one of my most rewatchable movies from this year um it's just it's a tight easy 90 minutes and it's hilarious so that's cool no i've been looking uh at the theater here in town and it's not available um, I was wanting to watch Equalizer three, but Sophie, I read the I shouldn't have read the plot because it kind of does sound dumb. It sounds like just another John it, Wick. It's definitely it's definitely dumb. But, uh, but it she's stands like, I'm not out. Watching that, she's like, and then so instead we watched the Nun two, um, <laughs> which a positive I will say is it was better than the first one. Mm. Mm. Okay, but, well that's good, dude. I was supposed to originally go see that tomorrow night in IMAX, um, but things have recently changed in my life so i don't know if that's still gonna happen um i well, just have a feeling yeah. my girlfriend is just not gonna want to watch the nun 2 in imax but if she does we will go yeah. uh we'll go see that uh, but i don't think she's going to want to do that so subtle plug uh, yeah Come it's just on. just a slow yeah i Bro. all 12 people that listen to this podcast already know i have a girlfriend <laughs> but there you go i know um, you saw this but i, I just want to read my first five movies that I watched this month because it was kind of just cracked. Yeah, I did see this. I was getting a little jealous, like uh, how good a streak you were on. <laughs> so Chinatown was my first one I watched. On Friday's my day off. I work on Sundays, so Friday's my day off. I watched Chinatown. That night, I watched Shawshank Redemption. Sophie hadn't seen it. And it's Solid. top five movie of all time for me. And Solid film. That. Uh, and then the next movie I watched was Kill Bill Volume 1 so good and i was like you know what i have to watch the two because it just story just ends halfway through it so the next day kill bill volume two uh and then a couple days later i had some time and what's funny is i didn't realize how long this movie was and we're about to end our netflix description so it's like boom the deer hunter just got on netflix i'm gonna watch the deer hunter I still haven't seen it. Oh my gosh. That's on my list of shame. I need to watch that movie. Starring Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, John Cazell, rest in peace. Just Meryl Streep. I mean, it's just a loaded movie. Uh, and uh, so good. It is 183 minutes though. It is it is a long movie, um, but really good. So yeah, man, I, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. So, oh, don't yeah. worry, darling as well. We can't forget that. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I'm curious. We have, we have like five minutes left until we really need to wrap this up. How did you feel about Don't Worry Darling? This, this Is this the second time or the third time you're seeing it? This second. is the second, right? How did you yeah. feel about it the second time? Because I know you were much higher on it in theaters than I was. 
Yeah, I dropped it a half star. I still gave it a three and a half out of five. Um, I don't know, man. Sometimes you hit a movie and you're like, I just... Like, I understand the critiques, but I, I don't necessarily understand the hate. You know, sometimes you just don't match up with the popular opinion on it. And I was like, I, I thought it was fine. I, I was, you know, I think Chris Pine is insanely good in that. I think Florence Pugh is the star of that. I think Olivia Wilde's really... Like, I think there's some really solid performances. And yes... You know, Harry Styles looks terrifying in the real world. And I don't know that hair choice if I'd do that again in the movie. <laughs> but other than that, like, I, I, I really, I do enjoy the movie. Um, so I was like, hey, I don't know. How did the, how did the Harry Styles performance age? Because for me in the moment, it was like, and I think I made this comparison. It was like watching LeBron James play high school kids. It was like yeah. Florence and the scenes where Florence and Harry were going back and forth. I was like, oh no, you are out of your depth. Yeah. Um, is that still, do you feel like that was true for you or did you not really notice that? Uh, I did get that sense. Um, there are a couple scenes like as, as hard, you know, hard to believe as it is cause he's an awful person, but like when they're taking her away and he's like screaming in his, in his car, like I was like, that's pretty like believable. Like obviously he's going all out for that scene. Um, but you know, I was still trying to like figure out, because he is British in real life, correct? Yes. And he's acting as a British no. person. No. Is he so. supposed to be British? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. That's the problem. I'm pretty sure in that movie he's not supposed to have a British accent. Oh, I definitely thought he was supposed to. Which that's mm. why I've been like I what's wrong with no, it? But if he's no, not I, supposed to, then it's like, wow, dude, I That's what I because t- it felt like his accent was really weird <laughs> throughout the whole movie. And I was like, "This, I think he's doing an American accent, but I think he's doing it poorly." Um, which the- I, I guess just let him be British. Like, so I, this is what I always wonder whenever they do this, whenever they get actors on set. Um, and famously, like Keanu Reeves was really terrible at the accent he was trying to do in the Dracula and Bram Stoker's Dracula that mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola directed. Um, and this happens somewhat frequently whenever they try the accent, it doesn't work. Why aren't you as a director just going, you know, let's just do your note. Like, yeah, it may take people out of the movie a little bit, but it's going to be better than you trying to phone in a bad accent. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a fake world anyway. Like you would probably yeah, so, get away with just doing normal, yeah, you know, just doing a normal British accent and being like, yeah, it turns out her boyfriend's from England. Like, I don't, I, it would be like, oh, of course he's from England. Cause Harry Styles is British, but it, I think it would be easier than trying to have him, change his voice it just doesn't work yeah. for me because yeah. i remember seeing that movie and thinking he's supposed he's supposed to be american right because this accent is bad let me just look it up maybe of course the question that if we're questioning it we don't know on either that's, side maybe yeah, that's see the- this isn't good that's not really what you'd like yeah supposed to be british but you know I, I dropped on it a little bit i dropped it a half star i'm like well i mean it's fine it's not as not a four star movie um but all right, here we go. Is Harry su- supposed to be British and don't worry, darling? This says, yes, he is. Okay. Because I thought he wasn't. Because I thought it's, his accent sounded weird. It's an intentional choice that is jokingly acknowledged by one of the doctors in Victory. Oh, you know what? Whenever the doctor visits him at the house for Florence, he says, like, you know what you Brits always say? Mm. Uh, he like He, like, drops that thing gotcha um, okay then maybe he was supposed to be british i just thought his, I, I seem to remember thinking his accent sounded weird but just I, I just thought off, his whole, off. whole performance felt off to me yeah um and you know i i i 
probably won't ever. I don't know. Maybe I'll revisit that film if somebody just to watch asks Florence, me to watch Florence it. is really, really good in that. Really she good. is really, yeah, she's really good in everything though, and she has movies that are better. So I don't need <laughs> to really watch, rewatch the bad ones just because she's good in them. But true. I don't know. Maybe, maybe down the line, I think I need a little distance. Yeah. Um, also, this may be the worst thing about me. I didn't really love the like I like the Truman Show, but I don't really love it. Um, and so Truman Show s stories don't really get me. I'm not like mm. I really love this like kind of story. Um, I I don't actually normally like that. Um, and I was a big fan of the Truman Show. And I think that like also the Truman. This is like a mix of like the Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine, two movies that I like but don't really love. So maybe that's why I just I didn't have a really high opinion of it going in. Um, and then Harry was bad and they wasted Florence. And I was like, okay, this isn't great. So yeah. anyway. Had potential. Had really good potential. But. Did have a lot of potential. Was my most anticipated movie of the year until it came out. So. I'm pretty sure Thor was your other one too. And it's like, man, Nathan's just... God. Oh, <laughs> but we had we had the Batman and we had Tar. I That's got true. to... I saw Tar and Top Gun yeah. Maverick. We didn't even talk. We were like Top Gun Maverick. I guess people will care about that. And that was the biggest movie I ever. I watched that. It's so just as it's, captivated. I was it's just so captivated. good. It's just I watched it on my, my phone in bed, and I was like getting <laughs> chills and like getting emotional. I was like, "This is so." That's how you know it's good. That's how you know yeah. it's good. Man, yeah. gosh, but, Top hey, Gun Maverick. What a time. We always end up on movies, man. We just we can't get away with it. We can't get away yeah. from it. So, yeah. a little bit of sports, a little bit of movies. This has been a. Week two preview and a you know best first watches of the week. Nathan, anything else before we wrap it up? Um, no, I don't really. Th- I don't think so. Okay, I think I'm good. Football's back and it's as weird as ever. And uh, movies have always been here, and we will continue to watch them, even though we probably shouldn't. So this has been. What do you want to watch? We've been talking about it, and like always, you've been listening to it. We'll catch you later. Mm-hmm.